Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today. Neighbor Up Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhoods. My guests today are Miss Diane Morgan and Pastor Gordon Martin. Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. Glad to be here. Today. I'm glad that you are here. It's been a long time coming. I would like to share with our audience information about my guests today. Ms. Diane Morgan has been a resident of the Stockyard neighborhood for eight years and has created Maggie's Farm, the Let's Grow Summer Youth Program, and Next Gen Preserve, whose mission is to preserve land and grow food. Collaborating with Prince of Peace and Stockyard Connections, she plays an important role in keeping residents informed and connected. Born in Cleveland and raised in Detroit, Pastor Martin moved back to Cleveland after living in Mexico for 15 years. Shortly after his return, he received and responded to his calling and founded the Prince of Peace Outreach and Deliverance Ministry on Cleveland's near west side in the Stockyard neighborhood. Pastor Martin has worked as an elementary teacher, newspaper editor, and retired from the phone company. He continues to be a dedicated longtime member of Neighborhood Connections Grant Making Committee and a proud father of two high school students. Welcome, people. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you Thank so you. much for having us. Well, I'm glad that you are, you've agreed to come and be interviewed. Pastor Martin, um, let's start with you. When was your organization established and why? Prince of Peace Outreach and Deliverance Ministries, otherwise known as POPC, okay. was established in May of 2005. Uh, we chose the stockyard area because I used to drive through there going to and from work and notice that there weren't any services readily available right in the area. Well, you know what's interesting, too, in meeting you through Neighborhood Connections, I had never even heard of that part of town. And so when I heard the stockyard neighborhoods, I'm like, well, where is that? Right. You know? <laughs> it is kind of a small, contained, off-in-the-cut type yeah. community. And the richness that it owns is that it's so culturally diverse, and the people that live there mix and live together very well. And um, we also notice right away that people rarely move out of the neighborhood. They just move around the neighborhood. Yeah. So you have this nice, cohesive group of people that you can educate and work on and help grow. And uh, the information and whatnot can be shared right there. Right. Um, what we started off by doing, the, our first step before we even found a location or anything, was to do a needs assessment through the neighborhood where we went door to door asking questions of the neighbors of what services they would like to That's see good. That's and have school. at their fingertips. Going door to door. Right. Yeah. And from the answers that we received from that assessment, that was how we started to develop our programming. That's great. That is wonderful. Now, I love your motto, community helping community, to build a better community. What are some of your programs? Uh, well, one thing, some of the things that the community requested was access to food, um, clothing, the basics. Just the basic the needs. Basics. Right. Yeah. Uh, people wanted a safe, trustworthy place to uh, get references. So therefore, we found it not necessary to hire any type of professional staff because there's already wonderful agencies in the city doing wonderful jobs at right. what they do. Right. So we just build relationships with those agencies so, so that we can referrals. refer them. Right. right. And um, so we also have a computer lab. And uh, there we teach computer technology. 
And also people can just come in and, and enjoy themselves and get on social media or uh, we have a few people that are from other countries and they come and read the newspapers from the countries that they're in. Well, Miss Morgan, you are very active in your neighborhood. Tell us about Maggie's Farm and your other programs in addition to your advocacy work. Well, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> Maggie's Farm uh, is an interesting name, by the way. I like it. Everybody asks me, where did I you like get the it. name? And I tell them, well, pick, take your pick, either Bob Dylan or my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the things we have in stockyards, for sure, is a lot of land. And so... I was able to put together a plan and start this urban farm uh, and moved from there to also having a Let's let's Grow Summer Youth Gardening Program. And one of the reasons I wanted to do that is because the children in our neighborhood have no idea where food comes from. Right. So here's a good example. A friend of mine was telling me that he would go to a tree and pick a plum and he'd eat it. And his mother would yell at him, you don't eat fruit off trees. You get that from the store. (laughs) Okay. This is where it starts out, though. (laughs) We need a little bit of education. And uh, and the Let's Grow um, Summer Youth Gardening Program was so much fun. I mean, we had the the kids plan their garden. And one one group did a salsa garden. One group did a pizza garden. Okay. And they they grew food for... Making salsa and, and pizza. pizza. And on our last night, one of the things they did was they we made we had a family event and the they made salsa and pizza and served it to their families. Wow. At our, our closing night. Wonderful. It was so much fun. <laughs> and they were so proud. Yeah. They were so proud of it. But they learned. They learned a lot. Um and, and to me, you know, it's it's like we can't really change adults and their eating habits and their understanding of food. Why not start with the youth? That's true. So it makes it maybe a little harder for adults. I know I'm struggling with that myself. <laughs> yeah, we're all. We're all <laughs> You're always trying to do all better, all eat better. You mm-hmm. know. So, so you know that that was the idea behind um, the Let's Grow. Um, that's been great. Uh, next and that year, program is still going on as well, right? Well, we didn't do one this year, okay. but um, last year we also did a, um, grew a butterfly, made a butterfly garden. Oh, nice! Uh, because we really need to work on habitat for the bees and butterflies. And I mean, that's that's something we don't have bees, we don't have food. That's we don't, just true. We're not that's alive. very true. Can't do anything. And teaching the kids bees. about that. Yeah. I mean, how important is that? Um, with Next Gen Preserve, the idea behind that is is to grow food to preserve land. And one of the things that we do is we help people, um, just just as neighbors helping neighbors, fill out applications for side lot expansion mm-hmm. uh, because they're already caring for that land. Right. And why not have them own it and be stewards of it? And okay. that, that's one of the things that, you know, there's a big focus. But we also teach people about preserving food too. Yeah. Like we've got all this food, we've got all this abundance. How do we preserve? Oh, yeah, because I remember that's what my mom used to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you look back on it, your mother, your grandmother used to preserve the food, and, mm-hmm. and you'd have it for the fall and yeah. have it for the winter till right. the spring. And an yeah. easy way to uh, teach kids about food preservation is um, making, like, fruit roll-ups. Okay. Fruit roll-ups, pumpkin roll-ups. Right. Uh, they love that. Apples, you know. So so that's, that's, that's a big area of focus for me. That's excellent. We both are doing a great job. Now, um... Uh, can you both speak to the importance of the store park and what developments you would like to see in your neighborhood? Well, any and every park is important in a neighborhood. You know, people, young and old, need a space to go to that where they can be outside, where they can enjoy themselves, uh, 
abandoned homes are not meant to be playgrounds. True. And if you don't provide spaces for people, then they will find other things to do. Absolutely. And those things may not be uh, the best thing for them. Or healthy. Uh, right. right, or healthy, exactly. So um, one thing that we've uh, been very good at doing in our neighborhood, <clears throat> excuse me, we could also always use some help, yes. is people creating spaces for themselves. Right. So many people in our neighborhood have... Um, adopted abandoned lots to make gardens that's or wonderful. little green spaces mm -hmm. and uh, that's very good and it's they're being utilized more and more as time goes on we even have a really great garden committee where we network together mm -hmm. and help each other with materials and ideas that's and wonderful. troubleshooting and, and, and our tool uh, bank sure and, uh, oh and yeah the that's really important host, host that you guys have bank. a tool bank right. that's wonderful that's so, good for people um, to know Yes, yeah, so our neighborhood is everyone's very supportive of each other. And Storer Park is, is actually a beautiful, wide open space. Um, the playground equipment could be updated. Okay. It's 50 years yeah, old. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's that old, you know, as old as my next door neighbor who will tell metal you about stuff. It. Yeah, right. you know, in the summertime, it gets so hot, you yes. don't want to have shorts on going right. down the slide. <laughs> right. And uh, I think it's just like piping put together, is what it looks like. Yeah. But. Um, but it's a the the grass is green. Um, it lends space for so many activities that aren't taking place. Yeah. Well, and uh, it's two acres. That's a lot. Two acres. It's the only green space that we have that's designated park area in stockyards, and um, and we there was actually a ball field, and okay. that's been decommissioned. So one of the things we don't have is sports. Okay. We need basketball courts. We need ball um, fields. We And we need a common, mm -hmm. a place where we as a community can come together. Or families can go and have picnic tables and, and grills and, and, you know, have birthday parties or celebrations. Well, or this, 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 you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I am going to go talk about city repair okay. because this falls right into line <laughs> exactly. with what you were saying. Right. So let's go ahead and talk about tell our audience about City Repair, what it is, how it got started. Okay, well, um, I am a city re currently a City Repair steward, and um, it's the concept of City Repair is people coming together and bonding right. and becoming supportive neighbors and residents in their neighborhood. Them making decisions on where they'd like to congregate, what they'd like to do, um, to a certain extent. You know, right. I mean, the city and whatnot provides some things for us, but we should also have a lot of say-so in how we live in our neighborhoods and right. what's attractive to us. So City Repair promotes that concept of people coming together, being inclusive of everyone. Right, and, not leaving anyone out. Right, and right. creating a space where everyone can come and feel comfortable and welcome and invited. Um, and like I said, in our neighborhood, unbeknownst to the people, they've always done a pretty good job at that. Yeah. And it may be because of the cultural diversity mm -hmm. that people just begin to congregate or they just cut the grass and begin to maintain an empty space so that they can come together there, whether it be to play dominoes or, or whatever have you. Right. And um, those spaces are so important because it, it battles what I call a demon of isolation. Yeah. Right. 
you know, because when we begin to isolate and shut ourselves in and mm-hmm. not know each other, then we right. just point fingers and judge. I've been right. to people's houses that have six or seven televisions monitoring, you know, the streets and all of that. Oh, wow. And they need to get outside. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Come on, come on right. outside. Exactly. Break away from that TV. Right. right. So, so come meet your neighbors. Right. There's a lot of, of history and a lot of battles that City Repair has overcome and are currently going through in the city of Cleveland, um, which maybe we could cover all that in another show. <laughs> but, but there's a lot um, going on, and City Repair is just very, very important. Um, people in the city of Cleveland have um, somehow gotten into this space of we have to create a mural or we have to uh, create something big. And what you end up with without the concept of coming together and bonding is you end up with a nice mural, but right. there's nothing around it. You know, there's no substance behind no it. No follow-up of being right <laughs> exactly. after the art. Right. right. So uh, City Repair gives all of that more meaning. Um, it gives people more ownership. You know, in our case, Popsy has created a space that's and it's been there maybe nine years now. Mm-hmm. And because the people were involved with putting the space together, painting, uh, we reuse a lot of materials. So we've used things to rebuild, to make benches and things of that sort. The uh, gentleman who painted our mural was savvy enough into what we were trying to do that he was able to make it like a paint by number. Nice. So everybody in everybody the community involved, right, right. had the opportunity. Right, for those who painting. say, well, I may right. not be artistically inclined. Hey, we're going to make it easy for you. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, so it has never been vandalized or oh, that's there's lovely. never been any graffiti or anything. So you know what, for, for folks like myself who did not know where the Stockyard community is, can you kind of give like a, a visual for our listeners to where the Stockyard neighborhood is in Cleveland? Okay, well, um, maybe Diane can help me with this, too. Uh, The part that I kind of look at is from Denison Avenue to Clark, generally speaking, and then from Fulton to about West 73rd. And I'm sure it it kind of veers off in other directions. but Well, part of the reason uh, for that is there's a train track that goes right through the neighborhood right. because that's where all the cattle used to come And that's in. where the stockyards and were. And okay. where, where on West 65th Street, where the provision companies are, those crumbling buildings, um, they would, um, they had this huge parking lot and they had them all cattle, you know, cattle paneled in and right. um, and stories abound in our neighborhood about them getting loose and running the streets, <laughs> <laughs> parents being, grandparents being chased down the street. But if you go... Um, West 73rd to 82nd, mm-hmm. they they are considered stockyards too, but Denison to Clark, okay. um, and I would say 82nd to Fulton. Yes, more about that. that. Yeah, somewhere around. Yeah, maybe not Fulton. 41st. Right, yeah, because then you get into the Clark Fulton. Yeah. I mean, it gets, it gets weird, but <laughs> yeah. but we all hold hands. Right. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, and we're all about building community. <laughs> exactly. Well, now, I know that City Repair has meetings in, uh, where people can talk about that. Could you talk about that a little bit to, to let folks know who may be interested in getting involved? Certainly, in? I'd love to. One yeah. of my main functions with City Repair is that I go around to different communities throughout the city, okay. and we call it a... So far, has been named a Skillshare event, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. We've done very simple things like um, 
bead necklaces or okay. you know the idea is to get people together to come together enjoying themselves right. maybe doing a little something with their hands and then they begin to share stories and, and bond and learn you know it's very important that we include the people that we normally wouldn't invite to a meeting exactly, you know, exactly. Or, uh, or I always say I leave no person ignored there we go mm -hmm. right no yeah. one ignored and I always when I'm arranging the meetings I always try to tell the, the leaders of the community to don't plan this community around the way you would do something. Plan it around the way you think others would do something and right. feel comfortable. Right. Because mm -hmm. those are the ones that you want to come. You know? That is, the, you know what, that actually bears saying again. Okay. <laughs> Could you say that one more time? You know, that if you're a leader or very active in your community, um, as far as city repair is concerned, <clears throat> uh, you shouldn't plan everything around the way that you would do things. You know, you have to think of what's going to attract and what's going to be comfortable for those who don't normally attend meetings exactly. or those who don't feel that they have anything to offer right. or those who don't or feel or that, they'll, that they'll be welcome. Right. That they'll be welcome, welcome or that they'll be included. Right. Or um, so that's why the city repair events are very simple, very fun. Mm -hmm. uh, we do bring some simple refreshments. Okay. I also encourage people, you know, it can be potluck. They can bring some things, too. Right. And, and it's always tailored towards each individual community. There, there is no standard. Right. There is no uh, form and fashion of how to do things. It's what works in your community. Right. Because the whole idea and concept is to get people coming out, out of their houses house, right. and coming together. And talking to one another. Exactly. And if you don't have it as, label it as a meeting, right. people are more likely to come. Right. <laughs> That's right. You're absolutely right. You're you won't absolutely. get that, oh no, not another meeting. <laughs> right. right. So yeah. we usually just say a cookout okay. or come out and make some necklaces or come make sunglasses or go. Well, I know lanterns. for me, I'm a sucker for art. So uh -huh. there you go. <laughs> anytime you can make right. something or make a piece of art, yes. I, I love that. Yes. That's definitely a draw for me and we really enjoy ourselves and you know i try to get people away from thinking um numbers you know in any type of institutionalized thinking you know how many people were there right. uh, sometimes the best meetings that i've been to or events that i've been to were only attended by five or six people right and they were so fruitful and so soulful right it's and, not always uh, a number of people good. and that was but a the great quality start. Of the conversation that, and the company exactly I like that, the quality of conversation and the company. Mm -hmm. Now, um, how can people contact you guys? How can people donate and get involved? Um, well, I can give out my email address. Absolutely, sure, um, sure. Okay, so uh, Huntress, like Diana the Huntress, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 58. Okay. Now, I'm not giving anything away there, I hope, <laughs> at att.net. Okay. And uh, my phone is 216-324-5036. I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody who'd love to get involved awesome. in some of the community activities we have. And it's all about building community. That's right, and building relationships with mm -hmm. people. Pastor Martin. Yes, because I would like to, um, this is a, a good part for me. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'd like to add that uh, Popsy, or Prince of Peace, has operated for 13 years now a with time. a completely volunteer staff. That's that's to be commended. Right, and mm -hmm. the really volunteers uh, started off as residents and whatnot in the community, and now we have people that come from all over the city and surrounding areas that's to wonderful. volunteer for different events and programs. And about uh, three years ago, I'd say, we moved away from any type of grant writing 
or uh, receiving government funds and things of that sort because we just found it a little bit restricting mm-hmm. for where we want to be. We want to be a true liaison between the average resident and the higher you know, um, institutions, agencies, right. politics, and that type of thing. So uh, now we run off of private donations totally. Okay. That's wonderful. And it's, it's a tough crawl, yeah. <laughs> but, but it works. Yeah. And it allows us to give people what we think is the most valuable thing in the world, and that is our time. Yes. We, we have the luxury of sitting and listening to people. And, and sometimes t- that's all people really need is yes, just somebody to listen. That's right. Just to hear what they have to say and, to and hear, take them seriously. Right. And to hear themselves while they're telling you. Exactly. And they can really kind of work their own problems out once they hear they have the opportunity to talk it out. Yeah. So um, we have a website. It's www.popcclevelandoh.org. Okay, that's P-O-P. P-O-P-C-E, Cleveland, go. all lowercase, all together with no spaces. All right. And our email, if you'd like to contact us, is popccleveland at yahoo.com. All right. Well, that's been really informative. I'm so glad that I brought up the city repair piece. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> We've been yeah. able to accomplish two things at one time. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Well, I'd like to thank my guests, Ms. Diane Morgan and Pastor Martin, for visiting with us today. Keep us informed about what you are doing and post your activities on our website and on our Facebook page. And remember, in the words of our guest today, community helping to build a better community. That is what we should all strive for. I want to thank our audience for stopping by today. Please visit with us again as we continue our conversation with Cleveland residents who are making positive contributions to their neighborhood and our city. Neighborhood Connections invites you to join us the first Thursday of every month for Network Night, located at 1919 East 107th Street from 6 to 8 p.m. Parking is free and dinner is included. That's quite a bargain. Go to Neighborhood Connections website to locate a Network Night in a neighborhood near you. Come network and collaborate with residents who are making positive contributions to our community. If you have a great idea and want to do something positive for your neighborhood, contact Neighborhood Connections at 216-361-0042 or send us an email at www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Get informed. Get involved. Neighbor Up. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today on Neighbor Up Spotlight. Neighbor Up Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the Cleveland Foundation in association with Bad Racket Recording Studios. Executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone. Co-producer, Lila Mills. Engineer, co-producer, Henry Rapp. Neighbor Up Cleveland. Neighbor Up Cleveland.